Over the years, the youth have usually gotten a bad rap as frivolous, spoiled, out of touch. But that's changing. The youth today are informed, empowered, and passionate about championing causes. Ria Ataide might as well be the poster girl for all of this. The actress has campaigned publicly for voter education and children's rights. She shares with us the stories of her advocacies, the lessons she has learned from them, and how she has learned to also take time for herself. My name is Leah Cruz. On this episode of What Glass Ceiling, we talk to Ria Ataide. Hi, Ria. Thanks for being on What Glass Ceiling. We're so excited to have you. How have you been? How have you been this past, what is it? It's been a year and a half, almost a two year of the and pandemic. A half. Um, overwhelmed, really. Um, it's been a roller coaster of emotions since it all started. But more than anything, I think it's uh, given me the opportunity to really like intro, introspect and really get to know myself more wild, major wild, but it's good. I feel like it's all about like becoming the person I'm meant to be and all of that. You've been busy. You've had the pleasure of working throughout the pandemic. I've seen you in in projects that you've been busy with. I've also been seeing you in a lot of promos for events where you're a speaker and you've been very vocal about your voter education and getting people registered mm-hmm. to vote. Yeah, that's something that's really keep like that it keeps me busy till now actually. Because of We the Youth Vote, I'm part of the community uh, that you know tries to promote and help enlighten people when it comes to voters education and registration. You know, we need it now, especially because September 30th is the deadline. So let's go. How did you get involved in that? Okay, um, it's really because of Director Net Hadaune. I saw her at the. How do I? <laughs> okay, so during the ABS, when ABS was shut down, there were people outside ABS while we were waiting for the results of what would come out of Congress, and she was there as well. And I think like that was a good test of you know the congressmen they vote, and you know they really make their voices heard through their vote. And similarly, when I saw Director Net there, I was really like you know. I need to get involved. If there's anything you're doing with voters' registration, I'm really more than willing to lend my voice and to lend my time for it because we need it. So yeah, and it's really because of that. And then it kind of like snowballed from there. From there, they made me handle so many things for We the Youth Vote. And it's been a good journey naman. My setbacks then, but it's been good naman. What do you do exactly for them? Well, for the community itself, I handle the influencers. Although I have taken kind of a step back for myself and my mental health and everything else. But that's what I was doing. I was handling the influencers and trying to get people to be part of the movement and all of that. And then apart from that, I ended up being like the person that would speak for majority of the events that we'd have. So yeah, like a speaker slash influencer manager. I'm not really sure how you call it, but that's that. Let's put it as that. The Laguna. So you're involved in so many levels. Yes, basically, really so many levels. Until like I feel like it really took a toll because on how I was seeing things already. So I had to take a step back lang. But I mean, I'm still very active. It's just I really needed to take like a really quick breather for myself. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? It took a toll. Can you tell us about that? Okay. Um, I feel like I said I was doing it already to a point that I was driven just because I feel like I I felt like I had to do it, not because I wanted to, and I felt like it was a good way. Like I said, I I'm the type of person who likes keeping myself productive, and I feel like it ended up being like that for me for a certain time. I would just 
do things so that I'd be productive. I'd say yes to things and engagements, not because I wanted to, but because I felt like I was obliged to. And, you know, it was a good idea. Naman. It's a productive way to keep my time, like keep myself busy. And then parang I hit a point of burnout na parang I realized uh, I shouldn't be doing this because I want to fill my time. I should be doing it because I really want to do it. So yun, I kind of like hit a speed bump. Ganun. Were there any warning signs? I mean, did, did anything happen to you specifically that, that told you, okay, hang on, I think I should take a step back? Yeah, I think um, I was giving a talk once and then in the middle of the talk, I had to like, so, so during the Q&A, right before Q&A, I shut down my camera and then I just started breaking down. Like out of nowhere. And I'm like, what's happening to me? Why am I like this? What's happening? And then parang no drive. I was just a little bit more lethargic. Then that's when I knew, ah, okay, Ah, okay, it's 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 not a good outlet anymore for me for now. I need to get. I was going through stuff then, in my personal life, and then I used my my talks and all of that to keep myself busy, so I'd be distracted. So it ended up being like a distraction. And then in the middle of it all, I realized that yun nga, it's not an effective distraction, pala. If I want to do it, it has to be because I want to do it, and not because I want to get my mind off some some things. That's yun. I, I ended up like really getting to know myself and really talking to myself na parang, okay, maybe there's some things we have to talk about right now. There are some things we have to process in your life. Yun. What what are the warning signs that others should pay attention to you? Because basically you're describing you're describing burnout and, and that, that happens like to many people. If not everyone, I think. At, at, at different points in everyone's lives, we all... We all kind of get burnt out, but what are the signs that we should pay attention to? I feel like just the drive on its own. Eh. If you don't, ha- you know, like if you're excited about it still, that means you're still into it. And then I hit nga a point na parang I'm like, this is just, it became a, parang it became a chore to me already. It wasn't something I was like looking forward to. It became more like something that I had to do. And it was really that, like the shift in terms of my intention. And I think that's that was the telling sign for me. Na, ah, okay, I'm getting burnt out. And then, yun, whenever I'd be there, it's like everything that I'd be saying was just the same thing over and over again. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm becoming a robot already. This, is, this isn't good. Um, what else are the signs of burnout? I feel like, huh, hmm, that's a lot. Huh, how to tell. Hmm. Oh, exhaustion emotionally, I think. I was really emotionally exhausted. I was... I don't know, parang I hit a point then uh, I would kind of tend to hyper-focus on that na lang. And then I'll kind of like detach. But there was just like so much detachment going on without me knowing it. I, and then yun, really the, my, the way that I was, you, you could tell eh. If your fire is still there, if you're still super into it, you can tell naman eh. I feel like it doesn't take a lot to know if you're still into it. It really just takes one conversation with yourself. Was it was it a conversation that you had with yourself only? Like it was you realizing that you were going through it, or did other people have to point it out to you? Oh, okay. So it wasn't something that I realized on my own. Um, my friends, Man and Tisha, my high school best friends, I talked to them almost every day, and then they were the ones that, parang okay, maybe you are burnt out. Like I just be a guy. Like I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm detached. I'm not doing things, and this is what's happening. And they were the ones that really pointed out to me, maybe you should take time for yourself, figure out what's going on with you, and then maybe it could be burnout. And then we came to the conclusion that it really was. 
And yun, after like a month or two, now lang, I'm really getting back to it again. Were there physical <sighs> manifestations? Like, did you start getting sick or did your I body not feel I started getting tired. Okay. Like, I was always just so lethargic. I wouldn't want to get out of bed. I wouldn't want to move. I'd just be like, oh, yeah. So, so what did you do? Had, yeah, what did yeah. I do? What did you do? I mean, because you said that 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 you had to, that you had to focus on yourself and you had to sort of have an, a conversation with yourself. What did what did you do? Meditate. Oh. I meditated a lot. Um, I'm very type A, so my brain is like always all over the place. So meditation on my own isn't something I'm able to do. But I found that guided meditation really works, especially if your brain's really noisy. And that, that you know, I, I did guided meditation. Then I'd find myself getting to ideas, like realizing things while I was talking to myself. Then that's when I was like, ah, okay. And then that's when I realized yeah, that when you do things, the motivation has to be because you really want to do it and not because you're forced to do it or because you feel like you have to do it for other people or you feel like you're obliged to do it. It really has to be something that you want to do, right? Parang, yun lang. Yeah, I spoke to myself. I took some time out. I really like... I, I went to our house in Batangas pa nga and I stayed there for a while. Like, I really took time out. Like, really like, yo, focus on yourself. <laughs> was there was there any guilt involved? Because, you know, it was an advocacy and you were doing it for a cause. Definitely. There was so much guilt because I felt like, you know, I'm so used then to putting other people and other things first. Na parang part of me was really like, no, but I feel like this is something I should be doing. This is, you know, I shouldn't be taking time out because this is something that's actually important to me. But it's like, wait lang. But above all, I have to give more importance to myself then because I cannot give from an empty cup. You know what I mean? I was running low already and I had to top up my energy so that I could share more with other people. And that's something that I really didn't think I had to do. It was always a problem for me in high school pa lang. My friends are always like, my God, Ria, you give so much to people that you forget about yourself. Or like, well, I feel like that's the inner people pleaser. People, kaya ko to. People pleaser. Kaya mo pa ba? But yeah, inner people pleaser in me. Wow, that was a tongue twister. Not even. Yes, kaya ko. But you got it, yeah. But I got it. Na itawed. But yeah, I think it was that then. Lots of conversation with myself. You, huh. you, you've become such a face, though, for, like, the voter education movement. And, and you're still very active up to now. And, and I think sometimes people, when, when they realize that they have to take a step back and take time for themselves, they're, they're afraid of asking for it from, say, superiors at work or even their family members or their friends. They don't know how to approach it. What, what would you tell them? Yeah, eh. um, it took time for me to get here. I super get it. It's really hard, especially if you're used to like catering to a lot of people and taking care of a lot of people. It's hard to take care of yourself, huh? And that's something people often forget. But again, you cannot give from an empty cup. How are you going to share love or share anything with the world if you yourself feel like you're empty already, diba? So yun, um, it's good that I have people. I'm so blessed to have such a great support system around me. And I think that's something I'd like to remind everybody to have. Like, you know, human connection is still something else, even if it's just digital. Like, reach out to people. And personally, naman, what I was so grateful for is with We The Youth Vote, when I told them that, hey guys, like, um, I'm not gonna lie, life has been a little bit overwhelming for me lately. I feel like I cannot 
share myself with others yet because I need to work on myself first for now. And they let me. They were like, okay, we understand. And I feel like this day and age, especially with the pandemic, a lot of people are becoming more understanding. So I guess like if you feel the same way I felt, don't be afraid to tell the people around you that you're feeling a certain way because you need guys. You, need, you know what I mean? Like people will understand and people will actually help you through it. Like so many people checking up on me frequently, like, hey, are you okay now? Like, it's nice. It's, it, it became like a journey for myself as well. It was nice. The conversation around self-care and mental health has really actually been normalized in the recent years. But I, I think it's safe to say that we're not exactly there yet. And, but it, it's opened up. The conversation has really opened up. How important do you think these things are going to be to you moving forward? Oh, definitely. Now it's something I'm always going to put first. You know, like... Now that I finally realized that you have to put yourself first then talaga at the end of the day, because you can, I keep repeating this, you cannot give from an empty cup, you know, yeah. like it's really just that it's, it will take time for people to realize that it should be normal, that this is something that we should all be doing, especially with like societal norms and all of that high expectations from everyone around you, especially in the Filipino culture. We, it's very like, like women are expected to really take care of everybody around them, diba? Like, you yeah, and, and I think it's really just a matter of being firm with it. Na parang, that's why I feel like it's like everything that you do naman, it has to be something that you know you can defend. Like, why are you doing that? Why are you focusing on yourself? And then just be firm with your reasoning. You know what I mean? Like, People will understand. People are a little bit more understanding now, I'm telling you. Like, you'd be surprised. Like... How do you define taking care of yourself now? Allowing yourself to just be. And I think because you know, they taught us to always have to be, have an output or have to be productive, that I became that type of person. If I'm not doing anything, like my days, I love schedules. I love lists. I love that. Like, oh, that, that, that's like so nakaka-happy for me. If I see that somebody's super organized, oh, you're my friend na agad. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, there. So I learned that it's okay to not have a schedule. It's okay to just take time out for yourself. If you want to Netflix today, and as long as you're not doing anything that will hurt the people around you, I think that's it. Like, do things that will make you happy. It's, it's, it's interesting because I think most type A's have trouble chilling and relaxing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's like a, that's a, that's a usual storyline there. How? Super. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel, I feel that I feel like most Taipei's actually have trouble putting themselves first. Also, yeah, it really takes time too, and I think probably burnout. It takes burnout to realize that you actually have to put yourself first. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. Don't burn yourself out because it gets it really takes a toll on you on so many levels and. It's hard to recover from it sometimes, you know? And some people don't even get back. But I think for me, it's really the people I keep around me. It's really that. Because I feel like then, sila yung now overwhelmed with how much I don't put myself first. Yeah. You mentioned also that, that you were going through some personal stuff while this mm-hmm. was all happening. And, and of course, there's the pandemic, which is affecting everyone. And there's the closure of ABS-CBN. So... When you're going through so many things and patong patong na, I mean, how do you pull yourself out of that hole? Because it it can it can be difficult. 
I will keep repeating, it pays to have a solid support system. And to find things that you're interested in. I recently discovered I like uh, Nintendo Switch. Like, <laughs> what else? Mga games. Like, I just find ways to entertain myself. Um, I have people that constantly remind me also that like, hey, you're okay. Put yourself first. You have to. It, it's really that. Eh. I, I don't know what else helped me but that. I found things that made me happy. I found people or I keep myself around people that I know would be good energy and I try to stay away from people na alam kong nega because nakaka-nega na nga yung world, nega ka pa rin, diba? You know naman, I don't know. I feel like it, it, it helps, it pays to have like people around you that will support, which is harder with the pandemic because there's no physical contact but diba they always say check on your friends and that's something that I feel like has helped me talaga. Super important. Have you ever found that, that as a type A and as someone who likes being kept busy, have you ever found that you measure your self-worth with what you achieved or the boxes you've been able to tick off on your list every day? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I love checklists. I told you, I love lists. And whenever, every day, at the end of the day, I'll write a to-do list for the next day. And then the next day, I like cross it out, strike through, strike through, strike through. And every time I strike things through, I'm always like, huh, well, I'm doing something for myself. I'm doing things. But, but because nga, I hit the point where I realized, no, wait lang. Chill ka lang, girl. Kailangan mo ring matuto mag I feel like it's just, I, I had to, I'm still in the process actually of finding the perfect balance between chill and super productive. Because sometimes also if too much chill is also too bad, diba? My goodness. My goodness talaga, life is really so complicated. These are things <laughs> they teach you in school. They don't tell you, you know, as a child, you're like, oh, I can't wait to be an adult and do things. And then as an adult, you're like, wait lang. What's happening? <laughs> this is too, I mean, I can't even imagine for you, you're a mom. That's another added layer. Yeah. Like nobody yeah. tells you how, I mean, people always say it's hard. And you don't believe it until you're there. You yeah. know, even yeah, hangovers. As when you're younger, people who are older are always like, oh, when you hit my age, your hangovers will be so bad. And then I'm, as a child, I always be like, whatever, I'm going to keep partying. <laughs> I can drink. And then now that I'm like, I'm pushing 30. Now, and, palang, and well, I used to really go hard in partying. That was my balance when I was younger. I can't take drink. I got acidity <laughs> na. I have acidity. Oh my God, it's really yeah. bad. See, they it, don't it, tell you. It's really bad. Like everything no. is just so overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. Yes. Life is overwhelming. Yeah. Life is <laughs> overwhelming. Life is overwhelming. Do you think that's something that we have to change? I mean, all these expectations and all this, all, all these things that we have to do. That's the thing. Eh? It's really hard because we were brought into a world where society thinks this way. And it's now palang. You know, even your show itself, diba? What glass ceiling? That is something we're also doing in all aspects. As humans, it's something we have to break also the glass ceiling. Na, you know, it's okay to care for yourself. It's okay not to always be yeah. productive. We're st- That's the thing. We're still getting there. It's it's. But I'm excited to see the world get there because the world needs more chill. Like, it really True. does. Like, ha, 
Huh, I have so many thoughts and feelings. <laughs> no, just keep sharing them. Just keep sharing them. How how have you learned to set the limits now? I mean, after going through this entire revelation, this entire process, how do you set limits now? Especially since you're in showbiz, which is a really taxing career. How do I set limits? I detach. Yung parang before kasi, oh my God, if you only... Be, uh, Oh, so many thoughts in my head, so many memories, just so many go, flashbacks. Just go. <laughs> okay, so when I was younger, when I get a message, immediately I will reply. Like that on its own is already so telling of how like, like, uh, like if I get a reply, I should I have to reply again like that. But oh now my God, it's like, I do that. Am I like that also? The, okay, sing, mm, sing. Oh no! But <laughs> now it's like when I get a reply, I'm always like. Okay, am I in the right state to reply to this? Should I give it some time? So I just put it aside. And then if it's really important, I'd put pa a reminder in my phone, a reply to ganyan. You know what I mean? Like it it's hard. It's 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 really overwhelming to live life, especially now. <laughs> I can't. I have a question. How do you strike that balance between uh making space for okay. taking care of yourself and and hustling to get to your goals. Because as you said earlier, oh. too chill naman isn't good either. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think it's really like, again, talking to myself all the time, reminding myself that I still have goals. It's okay that I'm chill today, but tomorrow I have to do this. It's okay that I'm doing this today, tomorrow I have to chill. You know what I mean? Like, I really, it's really talking to myself. And it, I, I feel like it's not something a lot of us openly do or openly talk about na conversations with yourself are essential. I never realized, like, as much as people think you're crazy if you talk to yourself, it's important. Meditation, really. It, it works wonders. It's helped so much in recalibrating my brain and, like, finding... Yun nga, it's really the purpose. You have to do things because for yourself, like, Again, you cannot do things because you're forced to do things. You won't be able to stand up for yourself if you're forced to do it. You won't be able to defend what you're doing. Similarly, like when like when people talk about politics, like if you're not gonna be able to defend what you're saying, you should you just shouldn't say it because then it becomes a little bit harder for you to actually make a point. The same way in life, na parang okay, today I'll I'll do this because I need to be uh, I need to kind of enjoy myself before I hustle again. And then, like now, my cycle now is uh, before I give talks every day, almost like four, three, four talks every day. And now it's like, okay, siguro mga four times a week na lang. Which is still a lot if you really think about it, but that's way less yeah. than 16, uh, 16 or 18 a week. Oh diba? God. Ko talaga. <laughs> like, no, because... Honestly speaking also, with the advocacy work, you feel like you never do enough. Eh? Especially with an advocacy like voters' education and registration. I mean, right now, they've hit, they've hit their target of 61 million already, which is more than what they intended to have, or 63. But you never feel like it's enough. You know, I guess that's something that we also have to acknowledge, that as long as you do your best, it is enough. As long as you know you did your best. You know, yung, you've exhausted all that you can do. And then there, wala kang what-ifs. Let's talk about your ad- advocacies. How, how, what did you get? What have you personally gotten out of your advocacies, out of supporting these causes? 
apart from a sense of fulfillment, I feel like at least my inner, I know for a fact that my inner circle values the same things I do because they know how much these things mean to me. And you know, I always say that when, when it comes to these things like advocacies and ideas and all of that, um, it doesn't really, not for anything, no, I'm not saying, not to dismiss having a lot of followers or anything. Um, parang in order to realize the influence that you have, it doesn't mean you have to have thousands or millions or whatever number of followers. As long as you're inner, for me talaga, it's really like the smallest unit in society. If you see that people around you are actually affected by it already, then okay, at least I know I'm doing something right. Yun lang, that's it. It's really like knowing that people are seeing voting as something that they should do. Uh, knowing that people see that children's rights are also something that should be focused on, like seeing more people take part, that's already already so fulfilling for me. On a personal level, parang wala din naman. Like, what else would it give you, diba? Like, you don't do these things for yourself din naman kasi. It's not, you know, that's really like defeating the purpose, the whole point of, okay, fine, let's not dismiss other people who actually do it for a sense of fulfillment, okay? Not to dismiss that because at least you're, you're doing something for something else. As Like performance activism, no? Like, I don't know if you've heard that, but like, there are some people that they say, they question the intentions when they do things because they feel like, ah, okay, so you're doing this because you want people to notice that you're doing this. For me, it's like, in the, you know what? If they want to do that for that reason, at least they're doing something. And at least, naririnig ng tao yung cause nila. That's ba? Like, like, okay lang. Like, okay. Yeah. like if you want to advocate for something, you have to do it in the way that you know how, in the way that you can defend, in a way that you'd be able to sustain and really support but yeah on, on a personal level i feel like advocacy work has been really just a sense of fulfillment then like i don't know it's nice to see that there are more people caring for the same causes that i do because that's what we need we need numbers that's really the thing there i th- i feel like more people uh, care more nowadays about supporting causes and having personal advocacies and it's it, it's become more common mm-hmm. as opposed to the exception i, I, I really I, I believe so as well I, i'd like to think that the pandemic also had a lot to do with that because again the pandemic has been time for introspection and i feel like people are realizing that life is really greater than yourself the world we are so small compared to the world and Everything that we, you know what I mean? Like everything that we should do should really be towards the greater good. As cliche as that sounds, you know, like these are things they taught us in GMRC and like (laughs) religion, but you don't realize that it's actually true. That's, it's really like, it's, it's something that I strongly believe in. You don't do, you know what I mean? Like you are not alone in this world. No man is an island really. And it's important that you actually take part in making sure that there will be a, especially like for you, you're a mom. Diba? Like you, you real. Like, I feel like being a mother also helps. Like, see, na, okay, there are things that are more important than just myself. Like, diba? I, I think it's really just that people are realizing that life is greater than ourselves. And I mean, it's a good thing, but also it tends to be overwhelming for everyone. Okay, that because whoa, whoa. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Have you? You well, yes. You you you're pretty outspoken. Have you always been? naturally outspoken 
You know what? I am actually, people always tell me that I have been, but I feel like personally, parang no eh. Now lang talaga, I feel like I'm more like fueled. Well, maybe. I don't know. I really don't know. I feel, people say for as long as they can remember, I've been like this. But personally, I feel like I wasn't always like this. I used to be passive-aggressive kasi as a person. I feel like this this came with me being a little bit more confrontational. Na, you know what? I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything anymore. There's no point. There's no point. Do you do you get into trouble for being outspoken or not sugarcoating things? Oh, definitely. Especially because of the industry that I'm in. It's actually really hard, if I'm being honest, to be vocal if you're in the showbiz industry. Because first of all, people dismiss our careers, no? Like, wala ka namang alam, artista ka lang. Like, there's a lot of like that. And that's also one of the stuff that I think hinders a lot of celebrities from actually speaking out. It's being dismissed like that. Because people feel like we're here just to entertain. When, you know, I don't think they realize that entertainment does not only... Like, being part of the entertainment industry also means not only being able to give people an escape through entertaining, but also, you know, you educate, you inform, like, with this influence that we have comes with so much, not even power, but there's so much possibility, so many possibilities that can come with the, the platform that we are given. So, yeah, and I feel like it's also that. Like, I realized na, sayang naman, diba? As much as I say, you don't need a lot of followers. The more people that hear you, at least more people are hearing about the cause, diba? Yan din naman yun. Pero, ako, happy na din ako na parang in my family alone, I got my cousins to register, my sister, my friends. So at least there's that, you know? But yeah, being a celebrity does make it a little bit harder for me, for, for us in general. It's easy, it's so easy to be dismissed as a celebrity. It's really sad, actually. What else are the misconceptions that people have about you? Because, I mean, you're a, very, you're a public person, obviously, but what are the things that people think about you that aren't necessarily true? Ah, well, ah. <laughs> um, okay, so I think what really irks me when I read it is that I like making the kit. Parang kaibigan ng lahat. Like people put put being a friend to everybody in such a bad light for me. They feel like in my industry I do it because I want to get famous and everything like that. No, parang are you kidding me? Like I'm just really a personable person and. I coming from a big family, kasi I think it's that you know. I my fa- I, my cousins alone were like sixteen first cousins, and I'm so used to being with a lot of people, which is why I'm also so personable. I think that's really what ano na parang they they question my intentions with my friends, and it's like how dare you? Why? Who gave you the ha huh, the audacity na lang talaga the audacity. <laughs> But <laughs> you know, that's something that I've had to know also. Na parang, well, if they question my intention, as long as my friends know my intentions for my friendship, like who 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 befriends people to be famous? What is that? Really? Like, are you kidding me? You think that's something normal? That's something that's acceptable? I really oh my god, I can't. And me even <laughs> if it's like if I don't like you, I really don't like you, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> there, that's what people don't know. If I don't like you, I won't even try. Like, I really... Mm, okay, dyan ka lang. Dito lang ako. Balak mm. <laughs> Interesting. 
what are the other hard things about being in show business that you've had to deal with? Definitely um, body issues. My body issues became worse. I was always a... You've seen me from when I was a child. I was chubbier when I was younger. I was really like botchog, you know. Um, but I feel like, you know, it, it, this industry has... This is the wrong industry for anybody with like deep-seated insecurities. That's something I have to really like stress on. People think it's so easy. People, but with us, kasi, our looks are also our puhunan. It's also capital yeah. for us, I guess, as celebrities. And going into it, I didn't realize how much of a weight my weight would have in what I do and how people see me. Because that's not how I see, how I see people. Pero yun, I, this is something I'm very passionate about. So that's something I had to work through. Na I, well, apart from the part, the fact that I do love eating. Like, my built is really like this. My family is Spanish Filipino. All my cousins are big. You know what I mean? Like, it's part of it. I can't really change. No, I can't like shave off my arms, you know? I can't shave off my legs. And it's really that. It's being in the public eye has made me have to confront my insecurities more than I ever did growing up. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a lot of work, really. It, it takes like a strong heart, a strong head, a strong stomach even to be able to, you know, like I get comments na, ay, baboy, baboy, baliena and shit like that. Oh like, sorry, God, bad words, really? bad words. Yeah, oh my God. Oh my like God. your face? Uh, no, on, on, like on, on social media. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Or they comment, grabe, laki naman ng hita mo. Like, I'm sorry, ah. Pakita nga ng hita, eh, pal ka. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's hard. It's not something I thought. I, in fact, I didn't even know I was gonna act, diba? I've told you this, but like, here I am. It's something I like to do. So it's something I had to learn to be okay with. Being insulted by people that have no bearing in my life whatsoever. I feel like these are issues that a lot of people go through, but as a celebrity, you go through them like under a microscope and on a much larger scale. But body issues and insults, dealing with insults. What would you tell younger women or young the younger generation how how to deal with them? What's your advice on how to deal with them? Oh my God! Don't don't listen to the noise. If if. If they don't mean anything to you, what they say should have no weight. That took time for me to be okay with again. Because, you know, I, I read... Oh my God, ask your sister. I used to be such a people pleaser, I swear. Like, I remember we had a moment in the guidance counselor in Poveda na iyakan kami na, you're such a people pleaser. You do things, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, But yeah, I, it comes with the territory, I guess. It really does, but you have to keep reminding yourself that what matters is if they don't know you, what they say shouldn't matter. Diba? And nga, this industry, especially for people coming into showbiz, you have to prepare yourself. Really prepare yourself. Body image is really such... Uh, well, now at least, you know, the times are changing a little bit. People are becoming a little bit more open-minded and in terms of the standards of beauty and all of that, at least. But... You know, it's it's there's still some who will really be in your face about like how you look and how you weigh. And I think it's just a matter of canceling out the noise. 
as long as you're not hurting anybody and as long as you're a good person to all those around you, like why, 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 why should they matter? Why, why should what they say matter to you? There's a lot in our conversation that has really boiled down to self-love, like mm. learning to realize how to set limits or when you need mm-hmm. a break or stepping back and then the body image issues. Where are you in that journey of self-love? Because I don't think it's ever a constant thing. I think it's really a work in progress. There will be days where you don't love yourself and you kind of like do like get into self-loathing and like questioning yourself and all of that. But at the end of the day, you only have one life, you know? Why would you live your life hating yourself? How are you going, to, again, how are you going to give love to others if you can't love yourself? Like RuPaul says, how, Anna? If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? That is so true. And, you know, Ria, you you mentioned that you're pushing 30, but really you're still a young person with the rest of your life in front of you. And and at the same time, you're so energetic and you have this zest for life, really. Is is that why you keep fighting the good fight? I mean, pushing all of your causes and at the same time, you, you refuse to give up. You know, if anything, I for uh, to add to your question earlier, Deva, you asked, what else do I get from doing my advocacy work and all of that? I think it's that it gives me purpose. It gives me a reason to wake up in the morning. It gives me a reason to, you know, I, I, I actually, it gives me a lot of things. And, and you yeah, know, there, purpose. And now long I realized it's, this is why I keep fighting a good fight. It, it's purpose. It's hope for the future, really. Like, I mean, not to sound self-righteous or anything, no? But there is so much potential in our future. And the problem is there are, pe- there are forces around us that makes that make the future seem a little bit more, darker than it should be and darker than we hoped it would be. So I think it's really that. It's, it's looking forward to the future. That's why I fight for these things. And it's the sense of purpose as well. We fight the good fight for for also because I feel like I want to be a mom someday. Right now, the world that we live in isn't exactly something that, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm sure you 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 fear for your child's yeah. future, Claire Bear, yeah. deba. Right? You're 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 yes, probably like, yeah. Is that from Trixie's posts? Oh. Yes, yes. siguro <laughs> every time like bad news comes up. You know yeah, what I mean? And, yeah. Um, I think it also helps that a lot of my friends are moms, so I have a lot of like. Mga nieces and nephews from my friends. Na I feel like if we, it's our generation's turn to really take the reins of society. Eh. The generation before us is already tiring out. They're, they've already given up on the system. And there's us. Na you know, there's so much time and there's so much. There's so many things we can do. And I think that's why we have to keep fighting the good fight because there will be no future if we don't fight for it. Do you think you'll ever get tired of fighting or speaking out? Definitely. It will get tiring. And I think that's what burnout is. You know, it, it comes with the territory. But yeah, I think it's just a matter of recalibrating yourself. Like, so get, go. Let yourself get tired. But again, like, realize why you're doing this. Like, go back to your core. Why are you doing this? Why do you do the things that you do? And then that should be like your, your North Star and everything else. Have you ever been asked to adjust being outspoken or to tone yourself down? Definitely. 
Definitely! Oh my god! Oi, super! Sorry, this is like... <laughs> Go! Okay, because my parents worry about my safety when it comes to these things. And the people around me also like, girl, you gotta chill, ah. You, you. Sometimes the people, especially when it makes news and all of that, sometimes kasi, yeah, dun ako medyo parang, they tell me not to or like, be careful what I say and all of that. But again, I go back to the fact that when you speak up and when you do things, it has to be something that you strongly believe in so that you can defend it. Diba? Like, I get asked, why do you post that? I'm like, why? Do you know what's happening? This is why I posted this because this is what's happening and I st- feel strongly about this that it shouldn't be happening. So ganun, like, it's really like a matter of making sure that when you speak up, it is something that you can defend. The same way that when you vote, it has to be somebody that you know you can back up. Ganun, basically. What are the biggest lessons you've learned from your entire journey so far? Like, if, if you had to write them down for the next generation, what are the things definitely that you take, that you've taken from your own personal experience that you want to impart? A note to my 18-year-old self. It's okay to put yourself first. There's no problem in that. That, do not fault yourself if you're unable to fill the needs of others because you have to first fill your needs before you fill the needs of others, you know? Um, siguro... Don't drink so much so you don't get acidity. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Uh, enjoy it, really. It's okay to take a break for yourself. It's okay to detach once in a while as long as you find yourself your way back because you hold, to your, you hold on to your core. It's really that. Find your core. Yon. Find your core. Find, find your core. why you do things, you know. It's really that. Because... If you don't have that, there's really like no nothing to go back to. So now after like going through all of these and, and now that you're at the point where you are in right now, what are the words that you live by that you take to heart every day? Oh my God. Breathe. Really breathe. Really take time and even just 10 minutes to talk to yourself. You need to do that for yourself because if not, and then... You know, it's so easy to get lost in the world. It's so easy to get lost in the lives of other people. Especially, especially kung chismosang kapitbahay ka, diba? Madaling malos, diba? But, but, again, if you cannot, like, if you're not filled on your own, and then there's no filling other people, and there's no, everything else that you do becomes, like, a chore and all of that. Just take time to breathe. It's okay to detach. Focus on yourself because that's the only way you can also focus on others and doing things, really. Thank you so much, Ria, for being on What Glass Ceiling. Thank you so much. 